Hello, hello. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, all right. How's um, how's things? Uh, yeah, good. My, I mean, I've had, I've had a little bit of a mare because my laptop is uh, all over the place, to be honest. It's like, it, it, it doesn't charge anymore and it's all, all over the gaff. So, yeah, I've got all... Yeah. And he's, I need to, like, leave it tilted in some sort of, like, position for four hours for it to charge. Is that what you're using now? Yeah, yeah. So, I, well, I think I told you before, I'd sort of, I'd, I'd gone to buy this PC and this mic and all that, and then the, it was bad timing because the, the deposit for the house next year at uni had to go at the same time. So, I sort of had to, like, not buy the computer and the microphone. Um, and then, yeah, I have, well, I just don't have money to get all that stuff yet. But eventually, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, how much do you need? Well, um, thousands. Yeah, well, the, no, no, not that. I think probably just under a thousand, like nine hundred quid, something like that. Well, I, I can save it up in in no time, but it's just it's just everything's a bit up in the air at the moment. That's all. But be alright, be alright. Yeah, and also like it's hard because I want to save, but then I also want to have a life where like I go out and do things. So yeah, we got tricking Twizzlers. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like <laughs> food shops, um, they're a nightmare to be honest. Every time I do a food shop, I think, oh god, I could not eat for a month, and then get get a microphone and a PC. But I, yeah, I've probably, I probably I need to stop going out so much to be honest. Like actually, like as in out like clubbing and things because it's so expensive. How much so, do you spend on a? Welcome to my new football <laughs> club. <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a proud amount that I spend on a night out. It's really how much not- is it? Because I've been uh, there for years. Yeah, I can't. Like hundred. Yeah, sort of around that ballpark. That's getting out. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not good. It's really not good. What's that on beer? And no, just eating? no. Oh god, no. So basically, we. You probably did it as well when you were younger. Before you go Big out, time. you get a little bit sloshed. Before, have some pre's. Uh, so we go somewhere, play drink, like someone's house, play drinking games, this, that, the other. Like get absolutely royally sloshed before going out. Yeah. And you've got to put on a brave face before you get in so you don't look drunk or whatever. You've got to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Here's my ID, this, that, the other. Yeah. And then all hell unleashes. It's like six quid for like one vodka lemonade or whatever. So every Saturday night you spend 100 quid? Not, no, 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 no. Not every Saturday night. Um, every Saturday and Friday night? No, I probably go out three times a week spend more nah no no i don't spend 100 quid every night 50 out. quid 150 quid a week nah probably a bit more than that you know at the start of this podcast everyone's like oh poor kid no no oh, yeah but I'm not, now I'm they're not like fuck it. i'm not like i'm not it's, it's not my money i'm spending no. well who it's, you spend uh, whose money is it uh well it, i don't know it's just <laughs> Um, <laughs> whose money is it uh, the bank's <laughs> money i guess oh okay what well, line like student loan yeah sh- well yeah well yeah yeah student loan is really well basically the student loan system is flawed in this country i don't know if if you know how it works but yeah you know, i had a student loan but if you've got like so <laughs> it's, i've got to be careful what i say because it's gonna I, sound I could really do a bad. whole hour on this but so, for example, like it, you could have two parents that are earning like like my my parents like doing all right for themselves, whatever they earn this. But if your parents send you no money, you're still in the same boat as someone who's a single parent that sends them no money, right? So, but if you've got a single parent, you get four times the student loan that I get. So I get the minimum student loan, which is 
oh it's nothing it's like just over three grand a year don't it, your, don't it, your dad is minted and he should be buying you computers <laughs> yeah uh yeah to be fair dad if you're listening you probably should be but he, no chance He's it's an a, investment isn't it for your yeah like why he hasn't put his hand in his back pocket i will <laughs> never understand <laughs> oh he's gonna he's not gonna be happy with that one <laughs> <laughs> It's just that his son's spending a grand a week on. No, no, I don't. I don't spend that much on going out. When I do go out, though, I do it. I do it proper. I do it proper. I'm not. I'm not I'm, when you go out, like every other night. No, no, not every other. Night. Well, you just said. You just nah, said I'm yeah, but like the going a different. So like sometimes it can just be a pub night out, and then some, which is like a couple of pints, and then some nights will be like you can't walk home, sort of kind of nights. I can't imagine you like that. Can't yeah. imagine you not be able to walk. I could get I could get some clips for you if you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Put them on, put them on, on the, the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight. But cool. How old are you, John? Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. Flipping out. Yeah, I mean, Christ. Yeah. Well, you, you think about it. What time do we record at nine thirty? In nine thirty in the morning on a Sunday. Are you pissed on a Sunday morning when we do the pod? No, I'm never pissed when we do it, but like I probably <laughs> That's good of you. I probably do get home at like I don't know, like five in the morning sometimes. So I'm on like three hours sleep. And then straight after the straight after the pod I go play football and then I'll go for a social, so like a few drinks after the football. Oh yeah, God, I remember doing that Sunday afternoon after football. Yeah. Watch the watch whatever's on on games on the telly. So yeah, I, I probably run over the weekend I probably run on about Four hours sleep. You total. need to look after yourself. Oh, it's all right. Oh, well. We're here for a good You time, know Sky are listening. Sky will be listening going, I'm not sure about this kid. <laughs> I'm 21. I've got, I actually I also have to have my life as well. I don't want to be miserable and stuck inside. And whatever. That is the, well, that's going to be the weirdest and like realest chat we've ever had on the start of a pod ever. So you, you're spending, you're spending, I would say, it's not for me to say, 100 quid a week on going out. Yeah. So yeah, about that. Staying for two months, you got yourself a lovely little computer. Yeah, but if I stay home for two months, I probably won't. But I just lose my mind. Really? Oh, I can't. I can't sit in my room like I'm like just watching. I just can't. I got to be doing something all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. There's some lovely little Sunday night dramas on. I don't think I've even got Channel TV on my TV. To no. Be no. God. Yeah. You'd, God, the way I live my life, you just wouldn't believe. What, now or back then? Well, now. It's just how boring I am. Well, yeah, you but wouldn't believe. You wouldn't I, believe. I, I sit... I, I'm like Alex sometimes. This is bad. I sit there and I think, I can't wait for this all to be over. I can't be arsed going out. This is... <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want a family, kids, settle down. What? Get You've never said that before? You never said you wanted Helen? No, 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 no. But it's like, that is... Eventually, that is going to happen. I feel like it has to happen, doesn't it? I can't just be... Solo warrior my whole life, but no. Well, you're only 21, though. Yeah. Welcome to my new football club, where we but chat. You say about... that. Go on. You say you're only 21. It soon gets away from your time, from what I've heard. You're 21 one minute, and the next minute you're 45, living with cats. So you got to start bucking. Bloody your right! Own. Look at me. Yeah. Well, you're not living with cats. You got a pretty. I've you got, got a, pretty... a cat. Yeah, but <laughs> you're not only living with cats. <laughs> was my point. I mean, what was I doing at 21? Jesus Christ. Yeah. What oh no! But as far as twenty-one-year-olds go, I'm, I think I've got it. Oh, you are properly got it sorted. 
Yeah, it's it's okay. It's, it's okay. That's well, why I'm I mean, very surprised your dad hasn't gone. Listen, I've got a great boy. Why why aren't I paying for a uh, a mic, a computer? Why aren't I doing this? And I, no, it's very I've strange. That, I've got to do that on my own back. But that's that. That's always the way it's been, and that's fine. I'll, I'm. I, I yeah, no, to... I, I get it. You got to do it. I'm just very surprised your dad's not putting his hand in his back pocket. Very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right let's uh let's introduce our guest onto the pod today his name's andrew he's been supporting uh exeter for about 30 years um so he's seen some tough times and um he's also like a is it a world war one historian yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a pod. He's done a few pods, and he I think he tweeted about it the other day that he's done a few history pods. Yeah, I think he's uh, in. He's relatively familiar with the pod world. Okay, so he'll will he know will he know the history of Exeter? Well, I hope. So. Well, if he knows the history of World War Two, I'm sure he's done the history of uh, of Exeter. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, very well. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming on the... And you're wearing your extra top. No, wow. it's, the, it's proper old school as well. Wow. Concept. Yeah. So this this sums up where we are actually as a club in our history. Concept Incorporated went bust halfway through the season. We had to gaffer tape <laughs> over the sponsorship. <laughs> well, that happened relatively recently, didn't it, with Flyby? Fly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the Concept Incorporated, that's not even a business. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even what, know what that is. What, what year is that kit you're wearing? I reckon this is 95, 96, yeah, it maybe. It looks proper mid-90s. It's proper, look at, yeah. Look at who makes proper, it? Arrow. With a little collar. Arrow, yeah, Arrow, Arrow makes it. It's who pretty good quality. Who the hell are Arrow? We had, a, we had a kit made by a company called Beaver. Uh, no, Arrow? Yeah. Hang on, yeah. I'm having a look up Arrow. Yeah, Arrow's still got to be Have a look, look at Arrow. Have a look up Beaver as well, because Beaver made our kit one year. It's quite a silky, it's quite a silky... Material. Oh, can you imagine playing football in that? It must be so heavy, and when it yeah. rains, you start. If it rains, oh, mate. Yeah, you triple your body weight. Heaped <laughs> in mud. I think they're. I think they're bust. No way. Well, <laughs> I think so. Beaver. Rest in peace, Arrow. Beaver. Be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I've never seen Beaver make a. <laughs> no, it's, it's your little collar. Really reminds me of Cantona. Yeah, I could put it up if you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's Cantona. <laughs> yeah. Is it all right for me to say it's disgusting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's, you. it's not a nice kit. Look how baggy the sleeve And you've got like proper, like proper buttons. Oh, yeah, they are proper buttons. Aren't <laughs> yeah. they? That, is, that is awful, that, to be fair. It's dreadful. I'm, yeah. No. I've tried to pick out the worst one I could find. Nice. What <laughs> shorts did they have in the time? Was it black shorts or...? <sighs> I think it must have been black, maybe white trim. Yeah. It wasn't quite 80s short, but yeah. Probably quite long shorts, I think. Right. I remember right. Okay. Pretty hideous all round. I mean, John wasn't even, you weren't even of this planet. Where were no. you? Where were you, John? Probably swimming about somewhere when I in some testicle or something. Some <laughs> testicle. <laughs> <laughs> some testicle or other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, Andrew. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Yeah, Honestly, but... brilliant, love it. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely love it. It's my, it's my, yeah. I've done a few 
pod, mainly history podcast stuff, but this is this is up there with. Oh, I uh, love it. Brilliant. I must oh. admit, I didn't know if I'd still be. So I'm trying to be genuine all the time. So if I'm feeling like I can't be bothered to go and watch them more, it's really weird having a new football team because my. My five-year-old said this morning, who's your favourite team? I went, Man United and Exeter. You've got to choose one. And I went, just get ready. Get ready for school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. So what happened? So uh, say it's 2005. We've gone back in history. We've drawn Man United in the FA Cup. We've gone to Old Trafford. Are you supporting? Be careful what you say here, David. Be very... Oh, listen, I'd... I would I would choose Exeter because I'll try, um, Man United got loads of bloody competitions and you know to fight for. No, no, that's true. That's isn't the only it? reason, right? Not not because there's no more affiliation to one than the other. I've been supporting Man United since '83. Yeah, and what have they given you ever? A pod? No, any heritage lounge? No. <laughs> well, I'm not much heritage lounge this season. Oh, moany moan moan. <laughs> It's, it is weird, though. Do you, do you support any other teams or look at any no, other? No, not really. It's enough pain involved with Exeter, to be honest. I can't be I can't be adding to that. I, I've, we moved to Devon in 87. So I was young. But my parents how old, before how old that... How were you? Uh, I was seven. Oh, same as my middle yeah. boy, yeah. So before that, my pets... My first game was in... 83 my parents were Brighton fans so they took me to Brighton versus oh that's when I that's Brighton Man United in the FA Cup final that was my first yeah yeah, yeah. in 83 yeah when uh, what's uh, I've forgotten there's some famous commentary in it where Brighton playing nearly scored anyway so yeah I saw I saw Liverpool yeah. Nottingham Forest play against Brighton at the Goldstone ground in the old yeah when I was really young uh, but then we moved to moved to Devon and we, in fact the first game we saw at St James Park was extra Brighton uh, and we sat in the old in the old uh, in the old stand, no smoking allowed. And uh, yeah, that was yeah. So that must have been yeah, not not far past eighty seven. I thought so. That was my first. Season. Can I say it's, it's it's pretty bleak and a bit dark, but it's just what I looked at last week. I I, I went on um, YouTube and looked at old footage of Exeter's stands, like the wooden stand, and then I had a look at the Bradford. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and I've never seen that footage. The live Have you footage. Not? Oh, it's horrific. It's was so it... disturbing. And I and I, I was looking at extra saying, going, "Well, this could have happened anywhere." It's really scary. It is. It is. And it was. Yeah. It was. I mean, when was it built? Nineteen oh something. Nineteen twenty something. Like really old. And yeah. And yeah. Actually, at my daughter's first ever game. I managed to persuade her to go. She must have been five. We sat in the in the old uh, in the old stand. When you say the old stand, are you saying where I sit, but the yeah, yes, the original, the original one of that. And uh, there was a I've forgotten who we were playing. An away fan, a kid, like 15, 16 year old, had got into the toilets behind the stand, let off a smoke bomb, and then obviously they thought hit the stands on fire. So we had to get out, uh, stand on the pitch. Oh, and the wow, game was that recently. Like, not that long ago. But, yeah, five or six years ago, probably. Yeah, that, I, remember, I remember that game. I think it was against Hartlepool. <clears throat> it might, yeah, it might have been, yeah. Yes, and it was everyone, Hartlepool. Yeah, everyone had to come onto the pitch. That's it. Uh, so, the, the game lasted game lasted an hour longer. So, my daughter's like, is this what it's always like since it's ages? The best thing about that story is the um, 
the Hartlepool fan, he was, that's like I say, 15, 16, something like that. He got, he got nabbed by the police and they did the, the best uh, punishment for him. They made his mum drive from Hartlepool. Oh. Come and get him from Exeter. Can you imagine how furious she'd be by the time she got there? Cool, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. really good. Yeah. I've done I've done Exeter to Hartlepool more times than I'm probably proud to admit, and that is the worst away trip ever. Yeah, it's not a good one, is it? Uh, because you're sat in a car for. S- oh oh yeah, okay. Oh, because okay. Yeah. What about yeah. when you get there? What's it like when you get there? Just crap ground. To, yeah, by the time you're there, you don't want to be there. Yeah. Northern, <laughs> or, I imagine cold. Yeah, cold. I remember one year I went as like. It was. I was like a bit, quite a bit younger, like maybe fourteen, fifteen. I went as a WWE wrestler. It was like fancy dress. You what? Yeah, I, I think I've got. I've got a picture. I can. I can send it to you. you can put over the top. Of what this. wrestler were you? El Spindolino. No, no, no. I was a little <laughs> Mexican, Mexican luchador called uh, Rey Mysterio. Oh, I know Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah. 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 Six one nine and all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I, yeah. I was absolutely buzzing with that, and I looked like yeah. a writer in reality. But yeah. <laughs> Fancy dress at football is always is always good. I remember we used to go to. Um, so I was part of the uh, London Exiles, which is the London Exeter City Supporters Group. Yes, like, there's like there's more than you can ever imagine. Extra yeah, seat supporters in London, yeah, loads. We had um, we'll, we'll probably talk about it later, but we had uh, two football teams. We had an A, A and a Bays. See what we've done uh, And yeah, so we had there's loads of sports. So we used to uh, travel, especially when when I was in London. I was in London for 16 years. During that time, the core bit before kids was when we we're in the non-league, which. <laughs> That's awful. But we used to travel to a lot of games in like fancy dresses. I used to go to Oxford away in like uh, bow ties because we thought it was posh. We hired like an open top bus and stuff. Great days. <laughs> Great days. <laughs> away. Have you been to Oxford's ground? Yeah, I, I have. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's got, it's got three lovely stands and then like no stand. Just Ooh, a car let's park. have a little. Let's have a I little think, I think we've, you might have seen it before on the pod, David, but like if you miss a shot over that far end, you're probably going to smash someone's windscreen. Well, and <laughs> It's like they ran out of money. Yeah, yeah it was bizarre. It was oh bizarre. yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember going with dad once, and we parked in that car park around the back, and he, someone, absolutely smashed this ball over, and you just sort of praying and done it. Your car. <laughs> That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. Three lovely stands, <laughs> and then and then a <laughs> fence. <laughs> yeah, wooden <laughs> fence. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you've been sporting since the early nineties. Well, yep. no, you say the 80s. Late, you came yeah, it. probably late 80s, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So you've seen some crap? Um, just awful. I can t- <laughs> just, I can't tell you how dreadful we have been for most of our history. Honestly, now we are living through like a dream period, I'd say, for the last, since Tiz took charge, probably, or maybe a bit before that with uh, Inglethorpe. But certainly the last few years have been dreamland. Honestly, absolute dreamland. Like amazing cup ties, promotion, um, selling players for loads of like uh, you know, we used to our youth system basically meant we produced loads of tiny midfielders who played once or twice for us and then they went to play for Tiddly Town. That that, that was that was our youth that system. That sounds like a little cartoon, Tiddly Town. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Tiddly Town. But yeah, so now the last few years have been incredible. It's an incredible time to be a city supporter. But before hang that, on, hang on, absolutely hang on dreadful. A hang on a minute, it's an incredible time. Honestly, hang on a compared to the, we didn't get relegated once because Macclesfield Town's ground wasn't up to scratch. We could, we could, you are in the heydays. 
You are in the heyday, son. Yeah, I keep getting told that. Yeah. I, like, I haven't even had it that... I've not had it as bad as Andrew's had it. I've had it pretty decent, consider, considering, like... I, I think the worst I've seen us finish is just nearly getting relegated from League 2. Like, from like from what I can remember, obviously, we were in the conference when I first started watching, but, like, that's really as bad as it's been. And ever since then, it's just been, like... Honestly, honestly that relegation day is just haunts me. When what, we got from re- 2 to... to... 2 to non-league is just the worst... Well, you might you might have known and and Andrew that. Uh, do you remember? Do you know someone called Neil Lemillier? I do know Neil Lemillier. Yeah. yeah, he got married the day he that did. we got relegated. He got married he on the pitch after the game, and it was the most absolutely miserable wedding ever. Absolutely correct. It was. Yes. Yeah, so, so Neil's like an integral part of the London Exiles. Yeah. So I know Neil well, and it. Yeah, I just couldn't be. Worst, couldn't have been the worst wedding day, but it's just. Yeah, it was just the worst thing because you're going down into a league where the where the teams aren't even places. Do you know what I mean? They're not even. They're not even placed. You go. Yeah. You have to get to get there. You have to get a train and a bus and a cab. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> and not only that, it's such a hard league to get out of. Historically, it's been ruthless to get out of. One goes up automatically, or might be two. I don't can't actually remember. And yeah. then one through the playoffs, and the playoffs now is all over the place in that league. It's awful. You do not want to be in that division. The other thing is with non-league and our our time there was so we. We got relegated. We we nearly went bust, and we came up with a deal to pay back our debt, like a penny in the pound or something like that. Which meant all the other clubs in the non-league hated us, absolutely hated us. And we were we were perceived, believe it or not, to be a massive club because we were fully pro, uh, and uh, we had a decent stadium. So we used to turn up with more away fans and home fans than than there, than there were home fans at away games. I remember our first non-league game was we we're playing. Margate, Margate. I mean, Jesus. But we couldn't play at their grounds. So we played at Dover's ground, and we turned up there. And there's no, um, there's no segregation at all. So you're in amongst the other fans for a start, and then you, and then, and then, like they all walked around the pitch at halftime, so they could get. It's just, it's like a different sport. You could drink all the way through. You can drink all the way through. We drew one all. Oh my god, it was awful. And, and you, what what was Exeter's capacity? So when they came to us, I think it would be similar to what it is now. But even maybe even a little bit more. Oh, that's uh, embarrassing, isn't it? I, yeah, I think our first home game was. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna say Macclesfield, maybe. Um, and there's like maybe you know, I, don't, I can't. Remember what year exactly, is this? One and a half. What year is it? When did we get relegated? Two thousand and two thousand. Was it recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand and three. We nearly went bust in 2002-03. So. Yeah, so we had these, I don't know how much you can broadcast, but we had these yeah. two, two crooks who came and took charge. And So the last, for example, they weren't even subtle about how they were taking money out of the club. Uh, so the, our relegation game, uh, it was absolutely packed, right? You couldn't move. You were squeezed in the big bank. And the uh, uh, they did the attendance, and they said it was like two and a half thousand, <laughs> and, and you're all packed in there. And then the fifty fifty was like three pound fifty was the was the prize because they were just they were just scraping, scraping, scraping. One of them went to jail. Lewis yeah. or Russell, uh, one of yeah, them. and, it, Russell, and then, I think they both went to jail in the end. One, well, no. oh no, maybe one did got done done for dodgy dealings at Scarborough, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, I think he's coming right. on the pod in May. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> they might actually not be alive. They were quite old, weren't they, when they were in charge? They were quite old. They were. I mean, they even looked dodgy. I mean, if you... Well, one uh, that is sort of Eric Bristow-like. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was just event. dreadful. It was just, it was just, we were, and that was the, you know, it was the same time of time that we had Jackson there and Yuri yeah. Geller and oh, I was just, we were a joke. Honestly. So was Mr. Tag around in those days and is he seen as a bit of a hero for saving the, the club? Yeah, he, he was pretty instrumental. There was another bloke as well. I've forgotten his name. There was there was there were two guys. Tag was Taggy was definitely right in there to help. But it was the, basically the supporters after Russell and Lewis were arrested. Like we couldn't have like a credit card machine in the club shop for years because our credit was so awful. Anyway, but the supporters basically got together and said we can't let the club die, um, and just got together. Like Neil Lemelier was was was. There was a, there was a program, weren't they, called Red or Dead that ran, which was you could donate whatever you could. Yeah. And you would have like you, as a reward, you'd have your name on some sort of board. But people were just putting every like low. If you look at Everything. the board, the list of names, there's thousands. Is that the boards that I buy the um the tea, the tea doodah? Uh, I don't know where the board is anymore. To be honest, no, I it don't used know. to be at the old players' entrance uh, on the side, and everyone's name was on it. Um, and people put loads in. Like I, I remember Dad when we were living in Spain, he put money. I don't know how much he put oh, in, but he, so he, he put, put money, money into the club, but not into his son. <laughs> No, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a lot, but everyone, um, ev- everyone like chipped in, and like Andrew was saying, saved us really. It was incredible, and then and then you know from then we're a supporters club, and we still are, and which is, which is the, you know for for those of us who were there and experienced that horrific time, that is why I think generally we're ha- happy with this model, knowing that even though we're not going to get loads of money, and we probably won't necessarily get to the championship and certainly not the premiership we have a club and it's ours and it's in our control and like last year we made a profit (laughs) do you know what I mean how many football clubs make a profit it's it's, it's, a handful a handful of clubs that can claim they've made a profit and now and now we're we you know it we so nearly lost I'm nodding and agreeing with you but inside I'm going fuck it (laughs) (laughs) David this is the best chance that we will ever have of playing in the championship if you keep running it like this okay yeah, okay. Correct. Because okay. if you get some, you know, and not not all these multi-millionaires are dodgy, but you know, let's just say they are. If you get someone like this in, they'll get bored, they'll sell it, put us in debt, this, that, the other. At least if you're doing it correctly, you know, you can it's have some control. Sort of about yeah, it's in our control. Really. I mean, anything, it's like talk poor poor Torquay, you are now right near the bottom of the conference. They had a one of their supporters won the lottery, I think, and bought the club. And then unfortunately he died. And then his wife was like, Well, I don't want the money in the club. So took it out and then that you know it, it, it this model allows us to have a foreseeable and tangible future rather than have being in the hands but like i remember going to our first game back in the league right after we got promoted was at darlington darlington away right and they had this sugar daddy uh uh chairman who'd pumped loads of money in he built them like a fifteen thousand all-seater stadium in darlington we turned up and there are like one and a half thousand people. <laughs> yeah, Google it, David. The stadium's like genuinely Premier League ready. Premier League ready stadium. Where are they playing now? Darlington. They oh, they went, went bust. They went, went bust. bust. I think this, I think they knocked down the state stadium. I think it's like a housing estate or something now. No, did they? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened to it, but they went. They went bust big time, didn't they? There's if it, there's actually a really good podcast. Darlington I Arena. I can't remember who whose pod it is, so you have to forgive me, but. Their chairman was paying players in like bin bags of money, like cash and stuff like that. It was like well dodgy, well well dodgy. The stadium that killed Darlington FC. There we are. Have a look. It's 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 a proper stadium. But where is it still there? 
Or I don't been... think so. No, because I don't think there's any need for a stadium that size. <laughs> what happened to Darlington? No, 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 the stadium was eventually sold to Darlington Rugby Club. Um, oh, is that what happened? I can't imagine they feel that. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was impressed. But that just shows you. And they were all excited. It's like Notts County when they had that chairman. They brought in Sven Euron Eriksson and Sol Campbell in and stuff. Yeah. What? Their chairman was chucking money at it. All the Notts County fans were getting understandably excited. They had Eriksson as manager. They had Sol Campbell in. And then they went bust as well. It's just, it's mental. Football's just mental because you can't run a business in any other sector like you can a football club. Or how do, how does Fenn do it? Not County. Oh, he's only there a few games, isn't he? I think. What? Yeah. But this yes, is what I mean. This is like all of this stuff is like everyone thinks, oh, this is fantastic. Look at what our owner's doing. And, it and realistically, is. it's a circus. It's an absolute. Like, I wouldn't want that anywhere near my. Uh, exit. Nowhere near. Yeah, exactly it's right. Just crap, ridiculous. Oh, people just. Oh, he was England manager before. Let's get him in. <laughs> to really? A, to you wouldn't want that? No. Why, why, why would I want my? We've already had it as a circus before. I don't want it anywhere near the circus again. And we were, we were a proper circus. Proper circus. When have you ever had an England manager? But what? But what? what, what, what do you want an England manager for two games, and then you got to pay out his probably humongous wage to get if rid? It of get, if it means I get to see Glenn Hoddle. For a couple of games. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But that, that Michael Jackson time is just... I mean, people still know Exeter City mainly because of my... Yeah. My like, mates at uni yeah. only know Exeter City as, oh, wasn't Michael Jackson there once? Well, just, yeah, we have we have also done other things, you know? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, but what the whole point of this is, up until recently, that was... That's so play, players like Joe White, MC Donald, Archie... Sam Nombay, Giovanni Brown, you're like, Jesus Christ, they're playing for us. Yeah, like 100%. That. We used to have, um, uh, we used to have, uh, we used to have like the crapper brothers of good players, so we, or athletes. So we had a guy called Leon Braithwaite, the, the brother of Darren Braithwaite, the sprinter, who was essentially a sprinter. Uh, he could kick the ball and then run after it, but then not really do anything at the end. We had John Sharp, the brother of Lee Sharp, who used to have, like all the gear, because Lee would give it to him, but he. <laughs> I love <laughs> really this. And then obviously Lee came and played with us. Honestly, we oh, were. Oh, that's so good. The the crap brother of the. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, we had. Yeah. Terry Zidane. Yeah. Brian Beckham. Do you know what I mean? It's just. It... <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh. It's great. But, but the good thing about those days was he. Especially in the non league days, you could do stuff that you couldn't get away with in the, as a supporter or even like pre, even like in the, in the early nineties, we could, you could, so the exiles, I remember one time we went up to um, Lincoln away and uh, one of our group, um, the Express and Echo ran the story afterwards. They said he was binging on red uh, vodka, Red Bull. As a result, he was quite drunk. And he got to Lincoln away and he managed to persuade the stewards that he'd won a competition on Radio Devon to go and sit in the Exeter city dugout. And the steward's like, all right, go on then, through you go, and let, let him through. This bloke was sat on the bench trying to trying to tell us in the away end that he'd managed to sneak onto the bench of John Callforth. Um, and the only time he got busted was when he was trying to get signal on his phone to text us, and he, w- he went outside of the uh, outside of their little area, they're not allowed to get yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Who do you remember standing out in, in your 
like in those days, Andrew, like player-wise? Because obviously you've got, you must be, well, we are all very privileged to watch the players we have now, but you must have seen a mixture of talent. Oh, there was, I mean, a good player stood out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like a, yeah. We, My dad a, always I, talks about a player, and I don't know if this is his name, so correct me if I'm wrong, but jo- is it John Hodge? John Hodge, yeah. John he Hodge always says to me that he was just like one of those that really stood out at that. I think he was, yeah, he was a, a, a yeah, around the kind of promotion. I, I, I think our, our worst sides were in the early to mid-90s under Peter Fox and Noel Blake. I mean, utter crap side, just awful. You turn up and you think, I, I could definitely do better than their playing at the moment but well, then Peter Fox the one who had a son that yeah play for David, David Fox yeah he went he went he went to United actually yeah and then United. he played for Plymouth for a bit didn't but, he yeah he David did, yeah. Fox David Fox yeah I don't think he ever made United's first team but they he was a youth player of us and then he went up um there's a so in a time when all the players were generally dreadful uh the guy came from I forgot where we got him from but he was called Paul Birch who's ex-Villa and he was just quality like he put his foot on the ball he'd have time on the ball he'd spray a pass inevitably the person he'd pass it to would probably let it under their foot but in the middle of the pitch he was absolute quality absolutely I think he I think he's sadly died now um but he was he really stood out as a just a proper footballer at a time when we didn't have <laughs> didn't have many yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we had uh uh my favorite player uh not because of his footballing ability uh, was a guy called Steve Flack. Steve so Flack? Steve Flack was a striker. He played 400 times for us. He scored less than 100 goals. Um, he was an ex-boxer, an ex-brickie. Uh, I think we paid money for him. I think we paid £10,000 for, for Cardiff. Anyway, he came to us, big bloke, like a classic big bloke up front. But he, try, he tried really hard. <laughs> Really hard every game. Aww. Really hard, and he was. And sometimes he uh, he scored a um, he scored a thirty five yarder once. And uh, John Cornforth, the manager, afterwards told reporters that the lads in the uh, in the dressing room were asking him whether it was his first touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. absolutely! That Flacky really sums up that period. I think for us, uh, tries really hard. Not huge amounts of ability. What was um, it like going to the games every every week? We it's all you knew, I guess. You'd of. have to, yeah, and you'd have you always took it as a you definitely took it as a laugh. You, you couldn't you couldn't turn up and be too serious. I mean, there were some really depressing games. Like I remember a Tuesday night auto glass game against Leighton Orient. It's nil nil. People just slipping about in mud. Just some of it was absolutely dire. But there's a lot of really funny stuff that happened because because you knew players aren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot yeah lots of amusing stuff and non-league's the same like non-league was I'd say we had a better side in non-league than we did in the 90s in whatever it was league 2 well if you also look at the side that got promoted from the conference most recently you know the Richard Logans and all of them they, yeah. that was a really good side that really got back good side. that promotion so yeah really really good side but play, yeah playing non-league is different it's different level you, it's like a it is like a different sport I remember I took we played um, Dagenham away and uh which is obviously an easy route for london exiles and uh we two things happened uh one of our midfielders and i forget who picked the ball up about 25 yards out and i'd taken two mates one was a man city fan and one was a sheffield wednesday fan 
our midfielder picks up 25 yards out and he shapes to shoot and everyone else, all the City fans duck because they know they know what's coming. <laughs> Except for my teammates who stood next to each other who were expecting it to go top corner. <laughs> the ball just fire, <laughs> smashed them straight in the face. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I, so got they, in the face. I got in the face once in the stand. Did you? Yeah. James Dunn. Uh, James Dunn, he's a player. Smacked me straight, square in the face. Did he come and apologise? What was that like, John? Oh, yeah, I cried. I did cry. <laughs> did you? I was, yeah, I must have been like eight years old. The ball's coming oh, towards me. But like perfect, like sort of I'm looking away as I've turned, smack square in the face, like chip my turf. I've still got a chip there now, so cheers, James Dunn, if you're watching. James Dunn was quality. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't no. great at shooting, was he? Really not. <laughs> have you seen that? I've been trying to find it. Have you seen that Twitter Twitter page called When Football Was Better. Yes, I do see that. Oh, God, I saw it on Saturday. There, there was one of the tweets was the results. I think it was like just before the premiere, whatever, 94. And it was the results on a Saturday. It was like Des Lynham reading them out. And it was it showed you the results of like the Div 1. And it was Bruce Hornsby in the range playing. It's so... Oh, just a mate. So anyway, I watched it on Twitter and it, it went to Div 4 and Exeter's there. I really, I really wanted to find that. And Wimbledon move into fifth ahead of QPR on goal difference after their fifth straight win. Forest play Everton on BBC One match of the day tomorrow. At the bottom, no change with the only teams playing Watford and Oxford both losing at home. In Division 2, Aston Villa take a clear three-point lead over Crystal Palace, who move above Middlesbrough by virtue of scoring more goals. At the bottom, Malcolm McDonald's Huddersfield still in trouble after yet another defeat, but Shrewsbury and West Brom had good wins to move up the table. In the third division, no change at the top of the leading three, all winning. York remains seven points adrift of Doncaster. Both lost today. Wolves increased their lead to four points in Division 4 after their 2-0 win at Crewe. At the bottom, Newport are now 11 points adrift of Rochdale, who drew at Stockport. Annoying, just all the teams around them. I was like, there they are. There they are, languishing, <laughs> as always. <laughs> 30 years ago. Oh, I'd, I'd say we're up, up until recently, if we, we were a good mid-league four, bottom half league four side, and if we if we were upper mid-table, then we'd Did be you absolutely delighted. a delight. good... A good well, <laughs> in terms... Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. think those two quite correlate, do they? <laughs> As good as good as it gets, uh, but yeah, since since then it's been uh, it's been it's been marvelous. Except for I mean, Wembley, which is... have, have you got any? Um, what are your hopes and dreams for this team and where we're, where we're currently at? Because listen, I, I'm talking to two extra supporters who've gone through crap, and so you keep saying this is the best. I've had like 30, 40 years of I've had forty years of Champions League, and so it's not the best for me. <laughs> it's quite a step down. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. <laughs> the Devon Bowl so, doesn't it doesn't doesn't really catch you, does it? <laughs> yeah, but you've had 30, 40 years of Champions League football, but like on your armchair, like not you haven't been. Yeah. So this is the best. Yeah, year, it's really. been lovely. It's been really warm. And <laughs> that's not. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that's a real football fan. No, I, I sort of don't think that now. I, I don't know what it was, but what are your hopes and dreams for this? 
realistic. I just, I'd love us to stay in League One, kind of pushing for playoffs for the next, for the foreseeable. That would be, that would be amazing. The trouble is, what happens is that, what happened last time we were in League One, we had a really good season. We finished like eighth. And everyone, which I think is our highest ever finish. Uh, but then all our players got bought because because they're because they're good players, right? And that's, that's we had we that's had an incredible team. That's like the Ryan Harley, Daniel Nardiello, Troy yeah, brilliant Hanville. team, brilliant team. Um, what year was this? Sorry, what year was this? When was that? Was it like 2010? 2010, something like that? Oh, it was yeah, the yeah, yeah, 2009, 2010, probably. Um, Do you know what? This summer for me, it feels like a massive one. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, correct. It is because there's, well, obviously it's slightly complicated with, with a player out of contract in the summer. Um, and then, but then I don't know uh, when's Ar- when's Archie's contract up, for example. Yeah, this summer. I know we'll get money for him because he's under 24 or whatever it is and one of ours, but you know, he can easily How go. much? How much do you think? How much? I don't think how if he's out of contract, we won't get the full amount that we should get. No, we'll get just compensation. We'll just get compensation. So, be, so 2009 yeah, 10, we finished 18th in League One. So, would it have been the season? Oh, the year, season before. Season before? Yeah. 2008 9. Yeah. Ah, no. So, we finished in 2008 9 was the season we got promoted from League Two. Then we finished 18th in League Oh, it must be the season after. So yeah, yeah, it would yeah. have been 2010 11. 2010, yeah, I quite like the players, new players coming in. You're like, oh right, because they. Could... We've got. I, it's it's always interesting, isn't it, when a new manager brings in because you sell people like Matt Jay and you sell, you know, Dieng, who are like, well, especially Jay has been a critical part of our team for a long time, and Cathy, yeah. and then you bring in you. How, how how do you how did you feel and how oh, I don't know how how does the regular supporter feel about Matt Jay suddenly going. I think it was unfortunate, but I, I just don't think physically he's up to League One. Like when Sheffield Wednesday came to play, I was in the Big Bank, a long way away from him, and they were still massive. <laughs> they were absolute units. Is it Bell? What's his name? Del Bashiru or something in the in the set. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolute units, and they're at, but not only they're not like non-league units where they just get the ball, knock you over, and pump it. No, in the, like they can play football as well. I mean, nah. look at where Sheffield Wednesday are in the league. They're like ten, nine points clear of second. They're and they're just unbelievable. Te- like you said, technically, physically good enough to be to play in the conference, but then also technically good enough to play in yeah, the championship. It's and, 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 and and yeah, and it's like a lot of a lot of our youth players tend to be quite little West Country boys. <laughs> so like Archie, like Harry, like Matt are all, and I think that's why Ollie Watkins stood out actually. Um, when he when he did come, when he started to develop physically, he was you know you could see that he had the the physical attributes as well as the as well as the technical ones. And and like Ethan Amp- Ethan Ampadu on his was it his debut game when he's fifteen, he played in the cup against Hull. And they had like Harry Maguire playing for them and stuff in the time. Yeah, and Ethan was, I think, one of the best players I've ever seen at fifty. Not just because he was fifty, he. He had so much time in the ball. He was he got man of the match. He was absolutely by head and shoulders above everyone else on that pitch at fifteen. And that you know, he was absolutely incredible. So the but but generally our 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 youth systems tend to produce technically good, but not necessarily physically uh big players. Um and so when you take that step up to League One, 
it tends to be a bit more physical and I don't just, just don't think Matt quite had it league two you obviously smashed it but um league one is a is another another step up which makes it great for why you know Harry and Archie seem to be continuing to well, well Harry's sort it. of an exception to that rule isn't he because physically he is with size are yeah well but like he puts himself about doesn't he he's not scared he of a challenge yeah, 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 yeah. And, whereas Archie's a little bit more of a well I'd like what I'd call like a pretty princess isn't he like Slide a what? A what? A pretty princess? <laughs> yeah, he's just like he doesn't get he doesn't get mucky, he doesn't slide tackle. He just he just does everything. Uh, uh, Andrew, you probably remember like he's similar to Ryan Harley in my eyes. Never yeah, see yeah, yeah. just always what he wins the ball back with a little pretty toe princess. poke and then knocks it round. He just yeah. doesn't get dirty. Hang on a little... minute, let's chat about the pretty princess title. Yeah. There's there's some footballers that are pretty princesses. They don't get dirty. They just do everything on their feet. They're too good to get down and right. Run. Were you yeah. a pretty princess? Me? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not good enough technically to be a pretty princess. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you might want to get on my Patreon. You get early access to ad-free episodes, and there'll be videos and behind-the-scenes pics, and it's basically a place where we can all hang out together. It's a bloody friendly community, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, if you fancy it, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. And also, Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone. All for the price of a coffee. Like a posh coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. My new football club supporter, that's what that stands for. That's your thing. So, sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L. And the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right, back. Back to the pod. What was the first game you went to? Uh, So my first game was that Brighton game against Forest in 83, it was. Uh, my first City game was City Brighton at some point uh, in the old grandstand uh, yeah in about 88, 89 uh, so yeah so it's a long I have seen when I think about how long I've been supporting United you've been watching Exeter that long yeah so imagine my imagine the pain that we go through can you imagine you've had like 40 years of armchair Champions League I've won the I've treble had... I've won the treble You've won the treble. <laughs> I've won the treble. I know yeah. what it's you like to get anything. to the top. I yeah, have. Mate. You've done nothing. I might have won the Devon Bowl once and got, got promoted twice. Fun fact, <laughs> I've got a Devon Bowl winner's medal. What's the oh, Devon yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Devon Bowl is the, is the um, key. It's like the county cup that like, all the teams have to enter like by... You have to, but we just normally put out like a, a young side in it. So Exeter and Plymouth and Torquay will put out a young side, and then you play like Biddeford and people like that. Well, every year that, that happened this season. Yeah, every every year. Yeah. Oh, you can go watch the final. It's in Newton I Abbott. I quite like it's the idea of the Devon Bowl final. Yeah, it's not far from you. The final is in Newton Abbott. I think our, our trophy cabinet's just full of Devon Bowls. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. and a couple of promotions. Come on. It is mad. You've been you've been supporting Exeter all that time, and you're in League One. I'm delighted. <laughs> and you're delighted. You're yeah. absolutely delighted. Yeah, correct. I, I, the more and yeah. more time that goes past, David, the less and less confidence I have in your ability to just get it. I don't think you're going to get it ever. I think you're just going to be like, 
oh, I want this, I want that. Blah, blah, blah. You can't pick and choose what you want as an Exit City fan. Or if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You ain't going to get no trebles with us. And if it is a treble, it'll be a Devon Bowl, a promotion, and maybe, well, I don't know, is there any other competition we're in? No. <laughs> I'm feeling it, though, on a Saturday. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yay! I, I make a noise and I punch yeah, the... Yeah, I'm definitely feeling it. And well, I'm that not, is the I'm bare not... minimum, to be fair. No, but I'm not... But I, when you first join a club, you don't know. You're not feeling it. You're not. No, no. And now I am. But I always go, oh, look at me. And I, I go, go quiet. Hey, <laughs> you want to come in the big bank? Well, you would love the old cow shed. Yeah. The old cow shed was proper good. You can... Over the other side from me. Yeah. 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 There's a bonfire. I remember that. They used to set fire to your programmes and wave them around and chuck them about. What? Great. Do you remember that? Do you not remember that? Let's all have a bonfire in the cow shed. Oh my word! Yeah. That sounds rogue to say that. It, it was rogue. It was rogue. There was a few. Can you things. can I mean, you can you imagine our stadium sort of getting bigger and sort of increasing? Like, because you've seen the cow shed turn to that, and my stadium turn into a nice. Can you imagine anywhere else around the ground, kind of modern? I'm, I'm amazed the away end's got a roof. Frankly, <laughs> I used to love it when the away end was open to the elements and they had to stand there in the rain. That was I great. still, every time I go, I still have a little bit surprised that the away end's got a roof. It's like, oh god, I've completely forgot. Yeah. That they, <laughs> yeah. they actually and don't get screen anymore. now. What's that about? I'm so used to looking over and just looking and like, oh god, if it rains, they are buggered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. No, I can't. See, I don't think there's any anywhere else we can go. We're not going to go. We not just keep going up. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, we a skyscraper fit. for a stadium. <laughs> I just want to go up and up. Oh, look at them down there. Can you imagine that little, your little, the stand you got now, which always, always looks like it's half finished because it doesn't go there. It just goes straight up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. No, that would not. Yeah, and just the away end remains at like 12 foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not the worst way. I remember weigh-ins in non-league. It's like it's not even. It doesn't even go up. You're just on one surface. So if you arrive mm. late, you can't see anything. Mental. Yeah. Yeah. Gray's Athletic. It's just a. Oh god. Gray's Athletics have a little nose. We always used to still lose around to them. anymore. We used to lose to them all the time. This is, is it Gray's or is it Dagenham? Dagenham or Gray's? We scored a. The supporters scored a goal. It, uh, my mate Tom Bortham. We're all there together, exiles. We had a shot. It definitely didn't go over the line. The referee was kind of dithering, so we all started support, uh, like cheering, celebrating the goal. When the referee gave it, it was nowhere near over the line. I think it's Dagenham, maybe. But yeah, Greys we used to lose to all the time. Actually, oh, I quite like the look of Greys. Yeah, Greys. Oh, maybe it's, it's maybe quite cosy. They had. It's. I think is that the one they got flats overlooking the ground. They, yeah, all the flats, yeah. Have, got, all the flats have got West Ham flags in. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> they had a decent. They had like Aaron McLean who went on to do quite well. God, I'd like to have one of those it. flats with a balcony looking over. Leighton Orina got that as well, haven't they? I think in the corner. Got some yeah, flats in the corners, there. yeah. Yeah, Grace. Oh, I, like, I like their blue. The blue Honestly, around the... some supporters loved being in the non-league because they could tick off a load of grounds that they'd never been to, like Grays and Histon. I never, Histon, ever want uh, to Lee, Lee RMI. Uh, Lee RMI. Histon. Yeah, no, Lee I never ever want to play in the conference or the lower leagues ever again. No, I didn't get, I didn't get their enthusiasm Why? for. for Why? David, are you joking me? You I used to go and watch Horsham. I used to go and watch Horsham. Also, honestly, Horsham ground wasn't wouldn't be far off some of the grounds we played at. Like you, if you're used, to, if you're used to supporting like a league type team with like other proper teams, and then you go down, you play Histon, which is 
which isn't even a place as far as I'm aware. You're like, it, it's, it's soul destroying, <laughs> soul destroying. You're turning up, you've got like 500 more supporters than they have, and they're at home. It's just, it's just an older shot away. Oh, God, I think I'm going to be Oh, just. Is this, are these the teams that Torquay are playing or will be playing? Yeah, yeah, they will be, yeah. In fact, I think oh. it's even worse now in that, that league. There's some proper, like, villages. Well, Torquay are about to go down, aren't they, to the Conference South? Yeah, which is so, mm. I mean, dreadful. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care. I think it's funny, but... I, I just I just feel, <laughs> for their, their, their tens of fans are going to be absolutely gutted. Yeah, their 1,500 fans every week will be gutted, but... Oh, no, look at that. Where are they? They are 22nd in yeah. the conference. God, awful. They've not won in five. Yeah, not great. But then we like, play oh, people... of minus 24. But at least, at least if they go down to Conference South, they'll only be playing crap Southern sides. So they don't have to travel very far to play crap Northern sides. Like Lee RMI in places, just god awful, dreadful places. Lee Who is playing RMI. in the conference? Lee RMI. I think I think literally RMI stands for Railway Men's Institute. <laughs> oh, I'm think, looking at it now. I think that's it's the quite, thing. It's quite big. It's relatively big. Big. I know, but just imagine playing Lee Railway Men's Institute. Oh, I tell you what, National League South looks like a right laugh. Weymouth, Taunton, Chippenham. I know, Bolton. but they're they're small towns. St <laughs> uh, <laughs> Albans, Chelmsford. I remember we played. Who did we play in between the Man United games? Somewhere in Essex, some god-awful place. And we were... So we'd just drawn 0-0 at Old Trafford. Been to Old Trafford. Our next game, like on the Wednesday, was at this awful ground in Essex in some kind of non-league cup competition. And we we were 1-0 down. And they were all loving it because they thought we were glory hunters. And then Jake Edwards, who was now in charge of some like the US Football League or something. Uh, the ball literally hit him in the arse and went in the goal. <laughs> and we got a one we got a one all draw. We just escaped. And then we went back and uh, so it's Man United, whoever this awful Essex team were, Man United. That was our that was our fixtures. Mental. It's uh, honestly that's why League One's great. It's like proper teams. <laughs> proper teams. Honestly, yeah. the league oh, non league. They are, just, aren't they? They really the are. The worst thing about non-league is the BBC website. So you have you have Premiership, Championship, League One, League Two, and then non-league. Like there's not even a thing. It's just the non-league. So that's just oh. the non-league newspaper. Basically, like Buddy Solston, right? If they, I mean, they're in. That's just. Question two, where do you sit in the ground and why? Do you go and watch Exeter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, so I mean, where I'm, do you I'm, live then? So I'm back, I'm back in Devon now. So I've been back in Devon oh. for uh, seven years, eight years. So, oh, okay. So it depends. If I'm taking my daughter, we'll go and sit in your stand. Oh, um, right. Where? Uh, so we're... Well, we don't know the season tickets. the away end? Yeah, so we're either the away end or, or quite near the front. Uh, but if, if Brian's not coming, then uh, well, I'll be in the big bank. Not on the heart, but... Uh, we went on the heart a few years, a couple of years ago. We're all about in our early forties, and we. I think it's at Wickham. We scored. We went mental. We were exhausted, like hands on knees, like exhausted. And then we scored almost immediately again. <laughs> we can't. 
we can't we're not yeah. going for that anymore we're gonna have to yeah we're gonna have to move down a bit uh yeah. but yeah big bank which is great love it love it yeah you should try big bank give it, give it one game no there's no convincing him there's no chance <laughs> it must be it doesn't cross my mind on a saturday it doesn't does, or it does doesn't no. i quite i just like looking at them <laughs> I really liked I really liked the experience at Plymouth. So that's sort of a similar thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I did enjoy it. I was like, oh, I get it. But I do like thinking I'm gonna be sat cozy with the guy in front of me who's passing around chockies. <laughs> yeah, see that's what my parents my parents go as well. They're in the stand opposite you and that's what they have. They have their little gang. Love where it. They just, where, they, where food is just passed around. Absolutely the love it. Yeah. <laughs> little chocolates. Yeah. Even has resigned himself to being old though. In in that <laughs> statement alone, <laughs> yeah, it is bloody quiet in there where we are. God. Yeah, it is. I do have a look round. People just <laughs> just doing that loads <laughs> and clapping. They do some clapping sometimes. Don't they? they do some in tune clapping. Yeah, that's about, that's but about sometimes it. we tut the people who clap. <laughs> Silence. I'm trying to enjoy this. I <laughs> know David's got the cheek yeah. to ask people to start making more atmosphere and he sat there with his chockies. Well, if I was 21, I'd be giving it a bit more. Oh, all right. That sounds like a, feels like a dig at me, to be honest. <laughs> no, no. No. Do you sing in the Big Bank, John? Yeah, if I'm there, yeah. Do oh, you? Yeah. I love, I love a little chant. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, I don't I don't know the chants anymore. They've got, they come up with like a new one every week and I, I can't join in anymore. It's not the ones I remember. <laughs> Can you remind me of something? Because there's a, probably about four that they do, John. What, what do they do? Oh, God, to be honest, I I, I, don't, I can't recite them, to be honest. I'm sort of more of a just a little into sort of humming along, clapping. Sort of <laughs> oh, into. so you don't, John? Uh, nah, I not really. There's certain, there's, there's certain old school ones you can chant along with, aren't there? But... I, honestly, I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine our stand singing. It would be so, what are you doing? It's so, <laughs> it's so weird. It's so much time It's such a different atmosphere. It's, that, that stands always, even when it was the old grandstand, it was like that. I remember Steve Perriman used to try and instigate some kind of God, Steve atmosphere. Steve loud. He, he was, used to shout all the time. Shout and start start clapping. I, I remember one time at the tra- I was at the training ground watching, maybe like watching one of the teams play. And he was shouting the whole game at this these under 18s that did not stop shouting, pelting, turn around, face the ball, this, that, the other, like screaming. Absolutely wow. He's brilliant. He's one of the best things that um question number three. What's your match day routine? Uh so if I haven't got Briar, then we'll meet my mates who've been watching football ecstasy for the same amount of time and played in the exiles league football team stuff. Uh, so we will meet even the black horse or the red square. Where's the black horse? Uh, down by the back of John Lewis. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah. so there stay as long as we can and then get in last minute. <laughs> Squeeze in. Oh, you really, you come in yeah. last minute. Yeah. Because I, I think it's because I think it goes back to the days when we were crap and we didn't want if we missed something it doesn't it's no it's no big deal really. I can't get in last minute. I I, I feel oh, like you were, you were in last minute on Saturday. Yeah, I was actually. I had five minutes to spare. Squeaky bum. But I feel like I'm not I need to be relaxed and sat and ready and I don't like racing in. Do you watch all the yeah. warm up and Yeah. Do you? All that. Yeah. Proper fan. I've got I've got mates who've been in the black horse who've 
basically made the decision at five past three that I, I just I'd stay in at <laughs> Really? We'll see you after the game. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, see, that's completely beyond my comprehension. What? That? That? No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah a few times that's happened. Do you I, know I've what I? Th- what I think, or what I felt recently, is you're watching the game. You're kind of thinking, why don't you run up there? Why don't you pass over there? It's a long ball. Can't you see he's made the run? And then when you get down on ground level. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I've played at St. James Park. Had you? A, yeah, for the for the Exiles, we had a... And actually, you should get these guys on. There's a Norwegian Supporters Exeter City Club. There's two branches, Bergen Branch and, and um, Oslo Branch. And they they come over all the time uh, to watch City, and they're proper Norwegian nuts. You know, they're crazy. So we had a... We played them at cricket They uh, at Clist Hyden, and then we went to St. James Park. We had played a game... Uh, at St James Park, Steve Flack, the guy I, me- I mentioned, he refed. Uh, it's great, but it is a big pitch. Suddenly you're right down there. You're right. You're like, Jesus, I can't even kick the ball. <laughs> can't even kick the ball like the side box. No, 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 yeah. So, so it feels like a big pitch, does it, when yeah. you're on there and and the pace of them? So I was imagining me blowing out my ass, like someone running at me with the ball, and yeah, you're giving it, you're giving it the big one when you watch him from up in the air, and then oh my god. It's different. Yeah, it's so easy to see and pick out a pass in it when you've got a bird's eye view. Yeah, easy. But even these are these are like League Two, League One players, but they are like a million miles. You sit there and you think, well, why didn't you do that? But they are a million miles better than than any of us. They are. Yeah, they're in like, the top 0.01%. Yeah, exactly. Of exactly. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, Joe White was saying that. Didn't he say like some of the team that he said you'd put them in a like training session with the Prem side and you wouldn't notice the difference? Yeah. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. A little passing imagine. drill, yeah. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. I know Sweens and when Sweens and um, Matt Jay were on and they were saying like they were nowhere near like Premier League level. Like that's that's a different level. But I think I honestly think, well, we've seen it with, with past players, but some of the players we've got now wouldn't look out of place. Well, most of, you know, most of them are like good enough to play in the championship. Hundred percent, yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. Joshki, Archie, Giovanni, yeah, These players are good enough to play in the. Hundred percent. Well, it wasn't well, before we got Nombe. He was on loan. He was on. He was lo- on loan up a level, wasn't he? Yeah, from League One on loan to the championship. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, to, so MK Don's on loan to Luton, and then Luton didn't want him, and then MK Don's like, well, we don't want you either, so then we nicked him. Hmm. Hmm. He's quality number. He's got all the. He's got so quick and fast. He's got all the. So strong. That's the thing. Yeah, Imagine playing against someone who's lightning quick, but also you know I'm not going to muscle you either. That Lincoln player he put on the floor, he was like. But I'd be five yards ahead of him upstairs. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, still on the floor though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm five five yards ahead of you, mate. On <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Yeah, he's. Uh, I just feel like he's put on some muscle. He's yeah, fucking he huge. And he loves that. He loves that finish in the far corner where he just passes yeah. it. That's, he, he just he looks will, cool, he has he? slimmed up as well and looks a little bit better. Is Jamal Blackman? Yeah, yeah. He looked all trim and. Um, who do you go to games with? You've said are they. Your close mates for years. Yeah, yeah, years yeah. And years. So we used to live in London. We all worked in London. We're all part of the London Exiles. Played football. So we'd go and watch City. Are you on quite Saturday. a player? Are you quite no, a player? No, I'm a like a 
like a dirty Stuart Pearce, I'd say left back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so do you we play, play now? Football. Do you play now? I play now for uh, for Fat Dads. Yeah. Yeah. God, what's it like playing now in your forties? I can't uh, imagine. All right, all right. Except for when other dads bring in their like 16, 17, 18 year old sons, then you oh, feel really crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is, because you could in your head, it's like you're saying, in your head, you're like, here's, the ball's coming towards me, here's what I'm gonna do. And by the time the ball gets towards you, a sixteen year old's nicked it round you. Oh no. <laughs> Gone past you. That's 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 what it's like. I'm not the oldest though, they've got we've got like mid fifties playing for us, so good it's not walking football well sometimes it is but it's not it's proper football still so it's good see I play I play a load of cricket and then I got to a stage about four years ago and I thought oh now that bloke in the field is sort of 43 44 and I didn't I didn't want to go down it just felt a bit you want to go out at the top I just I didn't want to go you know play village and just go oh I'm doing this Uh, now yeah but I I think cricket's all right for that though. I play, I play a bit. Well, I did play a bit of cricket, and I think you can go downhill in cricket because you just, you just have a great. You, you just put a pint on the, uh, on yeah. the boundary rope. Don't take I, it do, too I really miss cricket. I was really tempted to join Dartington Totnes. Test, test takes a long, takes a lot out of your weekend, doesn't it? If you yeah, play, it, it's a long old day. Yeah, but I love the teas, the little teas, the little bickies. Yeah, I don't know where they've come back because they had to stop that during COVID. I'm not sure they came. I'm not sure they ever came back to their full. Oh, glory. yeah, to make a little picnic and yeah, yeah. Good job. Sorry, talk about cricket now. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best sport, John. But, <laughs> but anyway, no one even knows the rules of cricket, and it's more than one day long. Anything that's over like two hours long should be just not considered a sport. It's a marathon at that point. Get out, get out of the way. Do something. Go do something productive with your three days you've just wasted. What about a football match that goes to extra time and pens? No, no. I'd, I, even then, at extra time, I'm thinking I'll just go straight to penalties. It's boring now. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> TikTok generation. No, 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 no. No one is watching. No one is... Can You cannot tell me genuinely anyone is watching three days of cricket go at, like, the whole time attentive and interested. You're just not. It's boring. No, but you get to drink a lot. Yeah, but a story unravels, John, over those five days. Five, like reading, days. Five, yeah, five days. Five days of test. test. Five days of test. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, no! I genuinely, I, after a couple of hours, I'll be like, I don't care. I, don't, I just don't care who wins. <laughs> <laughs> Awful sport. Sorry, chaps. Category on that one. Question five. Favorite way ground. I love this question. This is my favorite question. Um, is it? I I like going to uh, Argyle if only if we win. That's that. That would oh. be good. Mm. Yeah, if we win at Argyle, best. Did you best, go this no year? No better feeling. No, I didn't go this year. No, best feeling ever. Um, I don't like going down. What other? What other? Um, I'm just thinking of all the crap ones. Uh, places like when you get when you get to go to like. Uh, like a proper ground so like um, even like Hillsborough or somewhere where you walk in and you're like yeah. you're like you go in and there's like a proper stadium with proper and you're like <gasps> takes your breath away a bit do you know what I mean something Isn't like that it's just a minute really empty though at this level Hillsborough uh, no it's, no I know Hill, Wednesday get loads of fans still yeah I actually actually my we played um, last summer in League One we played Leeds away I think it must be first game of the season Ellen Road that and it was absolutely packed 
it was it, that was incredible. It was, be- it was just the most beautiful day. We went. Jermaine Jermaine Beckford scored for them. We then had a guy sent off. Who I forget who he was. Uh, then in about the 70th minute, something like that. This is on YouTube. Uh, Alex Russell, who was about 36, something like that, scored for us in front of us a free kick. Abs bang top corner, keeper didn't move. We went absolutely ballistic. It was brilliant. We chanted the whole time. Jermaine Beckford scored again, made it two one to them. But yeah, I think we were, cool. I think I think we were voted best away fans at Ellen Road that season, something like that, because it was just a mate. We took thousands. There was loads of us there. The attendance was twenty seven thousand six hundred and eighty one that day. Yeah, twenty seven thousand for an extra city game. <laughs> for, a, for a League One game is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine Beckford scored both. Yeah, my dad. I think my dad always says that that's one of the loudest roars he's ever heard from a, from the opposition team. It was yeah. a most ridiculous. Like it was massive. It was. It really? was. But when we scored, so this was I in just, League One with yeah. Leeds. Wow. Yeah, and we right. were mental when we scored. As you can imagine, we were down to ten men. We, we had some we team as well. Leeds back then, like ridiculous. They had a great team. They had Who? Who? Robert Snodgrass, Jermaine Beckford, Luciano Becchio. Oh, right. mate, ridiculous! <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Snodgrass is quite. He went. Did he go West, West Ham in the end? Yeah, he went. He played everywhere, didn't he? Mm. Nah, never heard of him. <clears throat> yeah, Robert, never heard of right Robert there, Snodgrass. Robert Snodgrass? No. Oh mate, he's a, he's a football Robert hero. Snodgrass. Um, after this, have a look. Have a have a watch the watch the highlights. They are it's brilliant. You won't believe how many cities we had. There. We had fans on the pitch, didn't we? When we scored fans on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Confused, oh, drunk West Country boys wandering <laughs> wandering about. Yeah, no, I mean that team, that team that you're seeing there in that Exeter City lineup is probably one of the best we've ever had. Yeah, agreed. That Exeter City, Jamie Mackey was there. Scott Bertie Bob Edwards, Ryan Harley, Barry Corr. Well, he's definitely not on the list of best players. But look, James Norwood's on there. Liam Serkham. Who are you having a go at? Who? Barry? Who? Barry Corr's Bar- the one who got Barry sent Cor- off. Yeah, he was crap. Yeah, he got sent off more times than I think he scored goals. Yeah. He got sent off that day. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Oh my god, that team! This is the team that made me fall in love with Exeter City. Paul Jones, Duffy, Matt Taylor, yeah, Danny so Siebel, Scott Goldborn, Rob Edwards, Ryan Scott Goldborn was good. Oh, mm. who's that guy? Who's that guy? He's like the non-league Messi, who played at was it Swansea or something? Lee or? Trundle. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see him play? Yeah, he was quality, yeah. Was he really? Yeah, he was. Like, at this level, did he just completely stand out? Or? Yeah, he was. A, he had all the tricks. He had all the tricks. He was He was a quality player. Did he just not have him. the pace to make yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I think pace. And I think, I'm not sure he had the lifestyle, I think. Yeah, um, I saw him on Soccer AM's show the other day, and he was unbelievable. Even now, like, his touch... This machine fired the ball at his chest, and he just stopped it dead, volleyed it into the top corner. Like, He's I crazy. did that. I did He's, that. No, you didn't. <laughs> we saw your highlights, David. We saw your highlights. Oh, he well, looked he looked great. I always wonder why these like him, for example, never made it. And I guess it's just I think people I think just... Everton looked at him and stuff. I don't think he ever there must have been something about him that Yeah. That just wasn't Question six least favorite oh, I feel like you got a list of them of <laughs> least favorite God, everywhere in non-league basically mate yeah <laughs> God, this is gonna be older, older shot was always awful we always seem to play them on like a Tuesday night 
and then we'd have to literally run from the ground to the train station because people would be throwing stuff at us. <laughs> it's just dreadful. Graves was always bad because we always used to lose there. Uh, Dagenham Redbridge uh, wasn't great. Yes. Right. York was a weird one. York was a long way away. Once you got there, it was nice. Quite nice, quite nice place and nice bar. The burgers were always awful at York, though, just a FYI. Proper grey burgers, awful. Oh, dear. <clears throat> we just had places. In the Nongni, we'd have places where you turn up and you knew you were going to lose. So Grey's was a good one. Rushton and Diamonds. They're, I mean, they're bust now, aren't they? They're bust, yeah. That was an awful place to go. Stevenage. Oh, my God. Stevenage. Borough. I don't like Stevenage. Oh, dreadful. You turn up and you have to walk through like a concrete hellhole. And then, I mean, they always used to use, lose against Stevenage as well. <laughs> the, the oh, can, I ask, can I ask a question? Because yeah. you probably know him. And all I know him from is, uh, this is such a stupid question, but all I know him from is FIFA. Yeah. Elliot List. Do you know him? I know him. Is he good? Unbelievable, yeah. Is he? Yeah, scored, scored it well. Are you last serious? Time, last time I went to FIFA, uh, to FIFA to Stevenage, he um, he scored two against us. Yeah, in a two-two draw. Because on FIFA, <laughs> this is, he's he's really good. <laughs> so in real life, yeah, well, I think he's Elliot List. Yeah, Elliot List. I think he is quality, isn't he? Let me check. Is he still with them? I think so. Let me check. Yeah, he's Sorry. still there. He's still there. <laughs> With, with Jake Taylor and who else is at Stevenage from us? Ah, uh, come on. Yes, uh, Jamie Reed's there as well. Jamie Reed, that's it. Jamie Reed was a weird one. He was he was, came up for our yeah. system. It was quality, but then didn't really quite make it with us, but went to Torquay and he was like a Northern Irish. Is he Northern Irish? I think he played for Northern Ireland in the 21s. On Jamie the 10th Reed. of October 2021, Elliot List scored twice in a 2-2 draw versus Exeter City. Yeah. Stevenage, though, was dreadful. They always had that. Who's that awful manager? Steve Evans. Oh, he's still there. Jesus. Steve oh. Evans is there, yeah. He's... He looks like a walking heart attack, that bloke. Honestly, he's just <laughs> awful. Yeah. Oh, he's always God. red in the face, isn't he? He hated us. There was another manager who hated us as well. When we're in the non-league. Who's, yeah, the anyway. guy, who's the guy last year that hated us? The manager. Joey Barton. No. Derek Adams. Yeah. Derek Adams. Yeah, it's because he's Plymouth. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, he was Plymouth. Angry right. Scotsman as he well. Just, when we beat him, when we beat them 2-1 and Ollie Watkins scored a last-minute goal, he it, literally he chipped it over someone's head, did a step over, took it infield, hit it with his wrong foot, top corner over McCormick. We obviously went mental last minute and there, Derek Adams went, that he, <laughs> he slipped. But yeah, he slipped and he slipped didn't and mean it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so who? What are you going for? What's the ground? Uh, least, they, uh, I'm going to say Stevenage. I think just the walk to Stevenage. Just I'll awful. be up there. It's just boring crap. Dreadful. It's just concrete. Yeah, I said Steven. It's Stevenage or or Grey's Athletic or one of those ones which aren't even a place. <laughs> <laughs> well, Port Vale is technically not a place. That's true. But I'm talking like. Yeah, yeah. Literally, Histon. I remember we had to get a cab from the train station because there wasn't even a bus service. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Histon. I don't think anyone's going to choose Histon.
question seven. If you could travel back in time, which game would you watch? I, I'd watch it again. I think I'd go for second leg semi-final playoffs in the conference against Torquay. Oh, wow. So we were we played them at home. Uh, they scored. Wayne Carlisle scored. And then Paul Jones basically passed it to their player and knocked it in the back of the net to make it 2-1 to them first leg at home. We went back to there and went back to play more. Kevin Hill scored for them to make it 3-1. It was 3-1 with 20 minutes to go. And we won 4-3. This this was to get out of the conference. This was to get to the this to get to Wembley. Well, God against Torquay as well. Against Torquay, yeah. So we were what three year one. Was this? Three one down. Uh, it, was, it must have been the year we went up. So two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. Games like so that. So we we'd got mm. we'd beaten Oxford on penalties the year before to get to Wembley, and then we lost against Morecambe, uh, which was just awful. We had a, we had the first man sent off at the new Wembley. Matt Gill, well done. Headbutt. Uh, that was in then, 2008, that talkie game. Yeah, so 2008, we went to... Uh, yeah, so then we lost at Wembley, came back, went back into the playoffs, lost the first leg, was 3-1 down, 20 minutes to go at Playmore. Talkie fans were going mental. They did all the Wembley songs, and then we came back and won it all three on that. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. I still remember the going absolutely Richard Logan scored on the 88th I think Wayne Carlisle step over brought onto his left whipped it in Logan bangs it in the way and going absolutely crazy brilliant yeah that was a good game the that, highlight, you know if, you, if you want to watch the highlights on YouTube they, they are incredible I so think like I have I think I have yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I was just, brilliant I was just thinking about this season and like not in any cups mid-table and then I think about last season and that that, that game against was it Barrow just everyone running on the pitch and I'm like oh yeah it was good wasn't it <laughs> yeah it was good this <laughs> is what I'm saying time. this is what I'm saying you've got to you've got to take those times and you've got to grab them hold on to them because yeah, they're that just is, that, that Barrow game's up there with the one of the best days of my life yeah because they're just you just won't <sighs> get many of them I didn't appreciate it shit <laughs> <laughs> how could you oh so we don't get many promotions, so you got you got you got a love of promotion. Oh, it'll be another it'll be another twenty years before our next one. <laughs> no bollocks. There you go. There's my reaction to that. Uh, question eight: Who's the best player you've seen in the flesh? Just anyone. Uh, so I once saw Gaza play in a testimonial at Torquay I think it's Wes Saunders testimonial Gaza was playing and he was it was just a testimonial so I think he was playing for Torquay or whatever friendly side it was we control he's he must have just finished so late 30s probably he was controlling the ball with his ass like the ball would come over from like a million feet up in the air and he'd just sit on it he was absolutely brilliant do you, do you know do you see any of Gaza John I guess you didn't did you I did. I obviously I've seen the clips, like you know the what do they call it, like the the celebration he did with the water bottle. Dennis chair. Like, that was yeah. That was the most ridiculous goal ever. But yeah, no, I've seen clips of him, but not. I ne- I never really. He's not like one of the players I've ever really gone like wow. But like I hear stories that he was incredible. Just unbelievable. Just a, like pure like natural talent. In terms of City, I think like I said, Paul Birch was like Paul Birch would probably 
wouldn't get in our side now, but at the time he was had like heads and shoulders above everyone else. He was a he was a he was a brilliant player. We had going back a, to Gaza. Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, what was it like? I can't imagine being watching him in the flesh. Going, there's Paul Gascoigne doing no. this. He was he was unbelievable. He was un- even though it was just like a mess about really. It's just like a little friendly testimonial thing at Playmore. But was he fit? Was he slim? And- no, because right in the end, no, he wasn't. He wasn't really. But he was still. He was still incredible. Like an incredible player to watch. Incredible player to watch. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, Ethan Ampadu, fifteen-year-old, one of the best players I've ever seen. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and we had a player. My, one of my other favourite players was Alan Gow, who we got. <laughs> Scottish, he's played for Rangers. Yeah, we got him from an from an Indian team. He was playing in India. He was unbelievable. He was yeah. left foot quality player. He's up there with one of the best players I've seen play for Exeter City, definitely. Really. How do you spell Gao? G O W W. Alan Gao. Yeah. Used to play for Plymouth as well, unfortunately. Yeah. Rangers, Plymouth, Motherwell, yeah. Somewhere in East India. East Bengal. Yeah, that's so where we that, got him from. We got it? him from we got him from there. <laughs> Crazy. The extent of our scouting network. Alan Gow. Hmm. Yeah, really good player. So we had a Rabona goal for Exit City once. Yeah. Scored a what, sorry, John? He scored a Rabona goal for Exit City once. Like Eric Bon. You know where you like Leg behind the other one. Yeah, one leg behind the other and like use your foot yeah. Lose your stronger foot on you. Yeah. He's quality, really good. Did a brilliant chip against He scored against Argyle, didn't he, I think? Yeah, he did. That that's the one that sticks out to me, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, quality, quality player. Do you think there's a chance Gary could get in a couple of wonder wonder players in the summer with his contacts? With his what contacts. You, what makes you think? What 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 do you class as a wonder player? So, just someone who's gonna another Joe White is gonna blow my mind on the ball. <laughs> I think there's every chance. I mean, like uh, like Matt Taylor's recruitment was incredible, but but Gary's got contacts that probably Matt hasn't gone he's played it at such a top level that um that you'd hope so wouldn't you i mean I, th- I presume that's part you know part of the reason of bringing him in is he's you know for us a pretty high profile manager in terms of in terms of the fact that people have heard of him um i mean also everyone seems to gloss over the fact that he has won league one before yeah correct what yeah with wigan wasn't yeah, it? with wigan as manager yeah. yeah he won league one gary Caldwell. so he knows what he's doing oh when not that long ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why didn't I know that? Oh, that's. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had the feel... best. He had. Like, he was like Man City. He had like the. He had the biggest budget. The pick of the best players. Like he, they were almost almost the opposite of what he's got now. <laughs> yeah, but but he still knows what it, a player needs to be like to get out of this division. And he and he and he seems to be a big believer in youth players. I know he's brought in a few of his like older. Yeah, well, we, we, like, he wouldn't. He wouldn't never have got the job if he didn't believe in no, that. No, correct. So I think that would be that would be top of the priority list for him. I think. I think. I think he'll get some decent signings. I think. I think he'll be yeah. good. Don't don't worry, mate. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine some like Samueto. What? What? How? Why? Why is that the first name that came to your head first? I don't know. I just saw him. He played against Samueto. Have you seen that Barcelona team, Gary? It's just incredible the game he played against. It's just. It's like he, a, he came on the pod and said, like, oh, it's a bit embarrassing. I got turned inside out by Messi. He's like, hold on a minute. This is the best player in the world. You've been turned inside out yeah, by Messi. It was Thierry Henry, Messi, Samueto came Ronaldinho. on as sub. Ronaldinho. It's nuts. 
And then you got some 18 stone bloke actually going, oh, I know. Question nine. What's the worst experience you've had at a game? Uh, I'd say older shot away was always horrible because i say you'd get chased to the train station. No, no, it's never nice. Also, Plymouth away a couple of seasons ago. So the, the away ends there and you've got like the rough ground at the back there and the police kettle you. So you come out. If you're not going on the coaches or the trains, they kept you out past the home end and then onto the main road. And then the police just disappear. <laughs> so you were like, obviously, a big group of City fans just walking along the road. And then suddenly the police are disappearing in ones and twos. And you're like, shit, now we're, <laughs> now we're fully exposed. That's, that wasn't much fun. Uh, Did any, nothing happen? Uh, well, there's a bit of abuse, a few things chucked, but... Those Plymouth games are scared. They used to be so so under police. They're much better now. But yeah. they are. John, you proud of me for going to Plymouth on the top? Yeah, yeah. That is that's probably the proudest I've ever been of you. That's that's that's, that's proper hardcore. That Plymouth away. Yeah, but like you do, well, I, knew, I know you had other away games planned, but things got in the way. But I did. Yeah. I had Wickham planned. Yeah, and I've looked yeah, at all the other ones. They're, they're miles away. Yeah, but often the if you. That's the best thing about being London Exiles, right? You'd pick the game furthest away, so York away, right? And then you'd go, you'd meet up at King's Cross at know, six o'clock in the morning, half six, seven o'clock. You'd have a few beers on the way up there, spend the whole day in York, watch the football, and then come back. It's just a brilliant day. It's amazing. Long, long trips are often the best. Often, often the football spoil it. But you, you not going to away games doesn't really bother me that much because I kind of get it. If you've got a family, this, that, the other, like it's hard. Wow, what's got into you? But, <laughs> but like missing missing home games for me, there's no excuse. You're out the house. I don't miss home games. No, well, you know, okay. That's, I've got season tickets on. Yeah, okay. That doesn't mean you have to use it. I'm always there. I'm always no, you're there. Not. You're not always there. Did you go to the women's I, game? Women's game. They're nearly three thousand the other day. Yeah, that was. That's crazy. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. three thousand people. Unbelievable. Yeah. Proper good. That's like a proper WSL yeah. attendance. Well, that's, well, last year it was only two or three, wasn't it? Yeah, last year we had like two thousand something odd, and then this year they had just under three thousand, like two thousand. Yeah, but for the men, for the men, yeah, for the yeah. men. When I watched the Papa John's last year, it was like oh thousand. yeah, Papa John's. No one turns up. Yeah, yeah. God, you know what? That was like my third game, and I went to watch Papa John's. So I didn't understand oh, why, why no one else was going. Yeah, there's just... a big people do. I mean, and I, I think rightly so. But my opinion, well, I should probably be quiet about my opinion, but rightly so, there should be absolutely no sniff of Premier League sides anywhere near. Yeah, agree. Don't care if it's your B side, you're under twenty ones. Get it's the, out. It's, it's the beginning of like the Spanish equivalent where there's like a Barcelona. Yeah, B. awful. Uh, it's awful. just, and they'll take over like a city and they'll it'll turn it into, you know, whoever Chelsea, Chelsea B. Just dreadful, dreadful. Mm. What were we talking about then? What was the question again? <laughs> what was the question? I'm 50 next year. What was the question again? Worst the, uh, experience. Worst yeah, experience. Yeah. So oh, we were yeah. talking about Plymouth, weren't we? Yeah, yes. Plymouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Thank, thank you, John. Hold on, John. Can you get my blanket, John, please? <laughs> Is that a fool? Is that <laughs> <Yeah>. a fool? <laughs> um... What right? Oh, what did we 
say about interesting fact? Oh, if you can't come up with an interesting fact, one we haven't heard, then I have to come up with one about Exeter in general. That's the oh, news. nice. Yeah. I think probably you've probably already had all the interesting facts about Exeter because you've had loads of fans on. Yeah. yeah. That's in, like Brazil. That's tricky. The Brazil, the Brazil fact is a brilliant fact. I love that fact. Yeah. That's a quality fact. That is uh, good. I don't know. I don't know. Can you come up with something original? Can you come up with something? Otherwise, I come up with it. There's no chance David is anyway. It's going to be this is going to be a dull for ten minutes because no one's going to have anything new to say. They might do. They might do. You never know. I don't know whether it's a fact. Do you know why we called the Grecians? Yeah, heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why I'm for you. Okay, right. I'm going to bring a fact in. Come Here on, then. Do you what, David? You can blow me away with this. If you can actually say something that I've never heard of before, next week I'll come up with the interesting fact. Check this fact out. Famous people that come from Exeter include J.K. Rowling. You know she that? come from Exeter. She went to Exeter Uni. Yeah. Wow, this is Devon life. Tommy <laughs> Cooper. Who? Tommy. Oh, oh, Who? John. <laughs> Who? Next, boring. Who is he? Tommy Cooper. Come Tommy Cooper. He's like the greatest comedian ever. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you get him. Actually, if you watched him now, I'm not sure you don't. I'm not oh, sure you'd get you it. would. He transcend. Oh, John. What? You can't be disappointed in me for not knowing an 85 year old bloke. <laughs> he's not 85. He's older. Yeah. Well, he's dead actually. But well, yeah, there you go. Then. Look him up. He's good. No, the oldest comedian I know, I think it's Jasper Carrot. <laughs> and that, the only reason I know Second him is... time mentioned on the pod. That, that, that's the only, the only reason I know is because I met him one time and that's it. Oh, you got to watch Tommy Cooper. All right, well, I'll make it my priority. <laughs> I don't think you're going to bother. I will. He's got some YouTube clips in it. He's, he's, he's one of these comedians, who, like Spike Milligan, who fought a war and then became a comedian afterwards. I mean, they got material coming out. <laughs> Coming out Who's there. Spike Milligan? You keep naming... You know, no, come on. There's the... Oh, who? Do you know, it scares me how irrelevant <laughs> people become in life. Spike Milligan? Come on, John. What do you mean, come on? Right, how old is Spike <laughs> Milligan? If he's older than 65, then I'm obviously not going to do that. <laughs> he might be... A, if he hadn't died, he would be He would be a touch older than 65. Yeah. Oh, everyone's dead that you keep mentioning. No one I haven't heard of him. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a historian, because I'm going to be... <laughs> that's, that's what I <laughs> that's do. Older than... Oh, but come on, guys. Let's not take the piss here. He... <laughs> who? Oh, he's... Oh. No. No. <laughs> what is he? Who? What does he do? What's he in? <laughs> Flipping hell, I hate this. I hate I this. You, I can tell you his resting place. Go on, then. St. Thomas Church in Winchelsea, Winchelsea, East Sussex, England. Actor, comedian, writer, musician, poet, Genius. playwright. His, his uh, archives are open now, aren't they? You can get onto all his diaries and stuff. Amazing. Oh, he served in the British Army. Wow. Yeah, he was uh, he was in Italy, the artillery. And he, How do you know he got, this? He got he got uh, he got shell shock, and then was. Oh yeah. To be fair, this is unfair. You are a hist- history historian. Yeah. What do you um? Is it World War Two? One? Yeah. So what? Two. I, two. So I specialise in uh, what would have been the British resistance had the Germans invaded. So all over the country, 
there are secret underground bunkers that civilian volunteers um, like a hardcore dad's army would have disappeared to and then come out at night and blown stuff up and assassinated Germans and British collaborators. And then there's a whole spy network that was in place to spy on the German army as they came through, like made out of grannies and mothers and doctors and vicars. And then there was a, even if we'd been defeated militarily and occupied by the Germans, we had a pre-prepared post-occupation resistance made up of thousands of women. And they were teaching 13 year old boys how to use sniper rifles and 16 year old girls how to use garrots and be like a honey trap for them. So, but they all signed the official secrets act. So most of them, 85% went to the grave without telling anyone. But we're finding these bunkers. There's one in Newton Poppleford, right near me oh, in Devon. Whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Please tell me about tunnels and bunkers. Do you, so, know, do you know any secret tunnels? Yeah, loads. Oh, my God. They're all over the country. There were, there's loads in Devon. Where? Loads in Devon. Well, there's, one, there's one in near where I live, called New, place called Newton Poppleford. Can you, can you walk it's still in? Tax. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's on slightly private ground, but you can, have, you can have a look in. They're all over the place. Because of the nature of them, because they're completely disguised so there's like a hatch flush to the ground and you could get in by like a counterweight system so you stamp on it and it flips up and swivels around or you'd uh, pull what looks like a tree root but actually it's a lever and it pops it up and oh my go, god there's a ladder Hang on a minute. How, what did they, how, how long do they stay in the bunker for well if they, if, they, if we've been invaded they had a life expectancy of two weeks so it was a suicide mission essentially so they've been in the bunker for two weeks probably I, I, what, is, that, is that the most interesting World War II fact you got? Is there another? Because this is really, I want to hear. If you can redeem yourself for no, I want to see. I want to hear the most interesting World War II fact. Uh, I've got, I've got. I don't know whether they're interested. I've got loads. So, um, so this group, there's a guy still alive in Cornwall called Ken Welch. He was 16 when he joined up to the auxiliary units with this resistance group. Uh, he had to join up because he'd followed his dad one day who was the leader of his local group and his dad could either have let him in the group or added him to a list of people they would have to have assassinated immediately as soon as the Germans came. Ken's first job in this patrol had the Germans Hang on, come... sorry, I'm trying to keep up. Add him to another group that so, they would so, have had to have so, assassinated. Yeah, so Ken's dad was the patrol leader of like six to eight men yeah. in this, of, of his patrol in Maybe in Cornwall. His... Ken had followed him and found out where this his secret underground bunker was and his dad found out. So his dad could either make sure that bring him into the patrol or add him to a list of people to be assassinated he would because, have known. He, because he would have known where the bunker is. Yeah. So he would have had to assassinate potentially his own son. But Ken's first job, he pulled out the short straw. Ken's first job, had the Germans got to Mabe, was to go up the road and assassinate an elderly couple whose cottage overlooked the underground bunker because they knew something was happening there and they couldn't, because they only had two weeks to be effective, uh, they couldn't allow anything that would shorten that amount of time to be effective to take place. So he was had to have gone up as a 16-year-old and assassinated this elderly couple. And that's happened all over the country. There's like lists of people. So they would have to have assassinated the local policeman because he would have had to have um, okayed their for them to join the auxiliary units. He wouldn't have known they're joining the auxiliary units, but he would have seen this group of men's names all together on a list. So the local policeman would have to have gone. The officer who'd pulled them together, their intelligence officer, they were intelligence officers for the entire county. So one patrol would have to have taken out the officer who put them together because he knew where all the patrols were and where all the bunkers were. Yeah, that so is, Brit- That is so, honestly, that's Chris Martins like- from Exeter. 
So Britain, um, so Britain, so Britain in 1940. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Britain in 1940 isn't this like oh. Dad's Army, nice and calm, have a cup of tea wow. kind of. It was utterly, utterly brutal, utterly ruthless. That's blown me away a little bit. Oh wow. Yeah, Andrew, a bit of cross-pollination. You must come on the other podcasts I do, Chatterbix. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to talk oh, about this stuff. talk about this. Bloody yeah. hell. And I can sit here and listen to this all day. There's six, six and a half thousand men of this auxiliary unit. We think there was about four and a half. So there's another group called the Special Duties Branch. And these were the spies. So like an elderly lady would stay on a street in a town or village, watch the German army pass through, write down. So she was really highly trained in like insignia and formations and weapons and direction of travel. She'd write down what she'd seen on a bit of edible paper, put it in a dead letter drop. And the dead letter drop would be something like um, a fake, uh, fake tree stump with a revolving top. And you'd put it in a split tennis ball uh, and it would roll down to the next dead letter drop. And then it'll be runners take it on and on. It'd end up with a civilian wireless operator. So someone like a vicar, so he's in Wales, a vicar had it under his altar, like a wireless set. On the Devon Dorset, I'll send you the video afterwards. I'll send it to Nomi. There's a, a civilian had his wireless bunker underneath the outside, his outside toilet. So you go into the outside toilet, normal outside toilet, go back outside, there's a small water meter hatch on the floor. You open that up, turn a key 90 degrees. That allows you to then to lift up the whole of the system, the toilet system. You lift it up, underneath there's a ladder going down into a, into a bunker. You get into the bunker and then it looks for some reason like a weirdly disguised Anderson shelter until you pull a hook on a shelf that opens up a false wall and in there was where the radio operator was and on the on the border of the house was a hedge in the middle of the hedge was one of these fake tree stumps with the revolving top the last runner in the there's a video have of it. Have you seen I'm, all that? Have you yeah, seen yeah, all this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a video Why of it. Why weren't I'll, you I'll my history teacher at school? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, well, no. you've got to come on, honestly. I'd love to come on to you about this because there's loads more. There's loads more of this stuff. Like the post-occupation stuff is incredible. Like they were teaching, as I was saying, like 13, 14 year old boys how to be snipers, and they were teaching. We had like an escape line all set up um, in Britain. So you know, in France, when an airman got shot down, and they'd be passed from house to house in occupied Europe and tried to get into Spain or Portugal to escape. We already had one of those set up in Britain to get to like an unoccupied zone in Scotland or something like that. So. How do you know all this? Uh, because I've done loads of research. I've written a book only, on it. This would only ever happen on this football podcast. But this is, but this is, um, this is just an interest of yours. This is yeah. So my my, my de- well, I've written a book. So I've just, I wrote a book. Got published last year. Britain's Secret Defences. Um, uh, but I'm writing another one now at the moment. Um, but my yeah, my day jobs. I, I own a PR agency. But yeah, this is my. This is what I have you ac- have you got access to a, a bunker? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I could take you to one in um I've got an idea. Can I can I email you? Yeah, of course, yeah. Oh. There's one in fact, there's one in Coleshill House, which was their training set in Wiltshire, so not that far away from Devon. And then we, they built like a mock-up one, a perfect mock-up bunker. It's absolutely incredible. I could take you there, no problems at all. I'm jealous now. So good. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's unbelievable. Well, made up for the fact there was no interesting Who do there. you think you were? <laughs> well, it's nothing this is like it, that, is Yeah, it? this is it, but it's nothing like, it's nothing like Corporal no. Jones. Like, utterly, utterly ruthless. Look at John, Brutal. he's nodding at Dad's Army. You love Dad's Army, don't you, John? No, I don't know. I have a clue what that is, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is it anything like Black Adder? Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. There you go. Well, you've got a lot to look up, John, after this. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, uh, yeah, have a look. Uh, so we got a website. Have a look at staybehinds.com. That's all about the auction units and stuff. Uh, oh, but yeah, amazing. Yeah, David, email me and we'll, we'll sort. Oh, it. absolutely. Um, I think that's it. I think we've done all the questions and. <laughs> What a bombshell oh. to end on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that's fascinating. Everyone's going to be, ah, ah, oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'd love you to come on, though. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, fine. Thanks okay. so much for coming on. Brilliant. Thanks. Thank you very much. Lovely. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And um, might see you at the ground. On yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I'll come and find yeah. you. Yeah, brilliant. Good stuff. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. See you later.